Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I'm not all of a sudden healed because mm. I chose to go to therapy or because I chose to do this. I have to choose every single day to take care of myself and to put in place the things that I know will help me cope because I do have a lot of coping issues. I have a lot of sensory overload. I have, a, you know, I have all that. And it's not something that like just healed, you know, it doesn't go away. And right. And I guess I just, my point here is for people that are listening and that are like, I want to wake up. Well, yeah, we all do. Right. But it's something that you have to choose every day because it's so easy to just fall back into the dark places. I know you are doing the best that you can right now. Your relationships matter to you. You are important. And yet, over time, we get stuck. We get lost or we stop showing up as our true self. We get hung up on the stories we tell ourselves, the comparisons, or feeling like we are not good enough. I'm Not Your Shrink is a podcast aimed at helping you feel connected to yourself, to others, and to live a life that is in line with what matters most to you. I'm Dr. Tracy Dalgleish, clinical psychologist and couples therapist. I bring you clinical knowledge and evidence-based research, experiences of sitting in the therapist chair and being a wife and mother to talk about everyday issues we all face to help you change the dialogue in your life. Let's dive in. Hey there, and thank you for joining me for another episode. I am so glad that you chose to click play and join me for this episode. Today, I am sitting with Nina Cavigiola. Nina is a mid-30s toddler mama who shares everything between mom life, marriage ups and downs, mental health, and mid-size fashion. She loves to make women feel inspired in any season of life especially the season of motherhood when it feels like you are looking for the new you. Nina has a community of over half a million women that she inspires daily via social media, podcasting, and more. And her podcast, which I've appeared on, Mama Knows, is in the top podcast in the parenting category. I'm so glad you're joining me for this episode here with Nina. Before we jump in, I want to remind you to leave me a review and let me know what you think of today's episode. Click the stars, share the episode on your social media so other people can find it and join us, or also subscribe by clicking the three buttons at the top. And I love hearing from you. So if something stands out today, please send me a DM. And of course, if you are looking for more, if you're looking for something to be different in your relationship, if you're trying to grow and to tune into what's meaningful for you, I encourage you to check out my book. It's called I Didn't Sign Up For This. I share stories of everyday couples showing up in my office, all saying the same thing, that they no longer feel like they're in the relationship that they initially said yes to. It's available anywhere you buy your books. It's also available on Kindle and in audio version. I read it, but it's only available through Audible. All right, let's go into today's episode.
Nina, thank you so much for joining me here today. I am beyond thrilled to turn the tables this time because I've been on your podcast a few times and now you get to be here as my guest. So thank you so much for giving us your time. Ah, thank you so much, Tracy. It feels so cool to be invited to come talk because on my podcast, I feel like I'm just the host and I talk to people who are so educated and inspiring and full of wisdom in different areas. So I thank you for giving me the chance to talk. I love to speak to women. I love to speak to moms. So I think this is awesome. So thank you. You're welcome. So let's start there. Let's start with what inspired you to start doing what you do. What was that moment that said, I want to start a podcast. I want to build this community to support mom and women. Yeah. So for me, when I had my first child, he's five now, I had really bad postpartum anxiety and I had no idea what that was. Um, I never got treated for it or anything my first time around. And I came to social media because I was already, before I had my child, I was already a quote unquote influencer content creator. So I shared my life on social media and I came to social media and was like, this is hard. What is this? This sucks. I don't know what I'm doing. And I really got into the parenting content. I learned a lot about five years ago at the time, gentle parenting was super fresh and new and everybody was talking about it and making fun of it. And I loved the idea of it because I was not parented that way. And I fell in love with that content. So mm. I started creating motherhood type content. And that was anything and everything from having a baby that was really hard and colicky to postpartum anxiety, to how my marriage was dealing with a new baby and just all the things. And my platform slowly grew. And with my second child, I developed postpartum mood disorder, a lot of rage. And it was actually finally diagnosed and I was treated for it uh, with medications and therapy. And I, again, took that to social media and it became part of my personality to uplift women in the space where it was really hard to talk about and there was a lot of shame around it, a lot of unknowns. I remember getting messages from women being like, I didn't know that these feelings had a name. I didn't know that these feelings were a thing. I thought I was crazy. I remember specifically one topic I talked about was intrusive thoughts in motherhood. And I have ADHD as well. And I also am a highly sensitive person. I'm all the things. <laughs> so I... Those are parts research. of your identity. Just just parts. They're parts. <laughs> parts of who I am. But I, I truly am proud of those parts because I feel like they make me who I am. And they make me care so deeply about these things. Mm -hmm. And I remember looking into intrusive thoughts and just being like, wow, this is so much more normal than anybody ever made it to feel. So I talked about these things and my platform continued to grow. And in the last couple of years, my platform on social media has shifted more to marriage because my husband and I have been really struggling in the last probably a year and a half in our marriage. Not really. When I say really struggling, I mean, like, we're just like not 
the people we were five years ago, right? Okay, so I have to tell you, side note regarding my husband and I, we have been struggling, like I said, and I'm reading your book and I swear you're writing about my life. Mm. I'm like, am I? Was I in therapy with you? And I didn't know it. Anyways, so my platform shifted to marriage and now I'm really focused on fashion and confidence in the body, not body confidence necessarily, but more confidence in motherhood as far mm-hmm. as self-care and relationships. And there's reasons for that. It's really hard for me to share my kids all the time and with the unknowns of the of media. Like you just, I don't know. I don't, sometimes I wonder, it's not really my place to talk about my kids and I'm kind of confused on what to do. <laughs> Yeah. And, you you know, one of the things that I have loved about kind of walking with you in this space is how willing you are to talk about some of these really hard and painful things, like how we're struggling in our marriage, which is the whole reason behind why I wrote the book that I did. Because people, I, on the other hand, would get the DMs of, I feel so alone. There's something wrong with me. There's something wrong with our marriage instead of being able to see, yeah, you are supposed to be different people than who you were five years ago when you first had a child, before you had a child, right? And and there's just that that information is not out there. And, And Nina, that's something I'm really grateful for about what you do share. And of course, we know we share what feels okay for us. But even opening that conversation, I think is huge for people to say, okay, so I see you sharing all of this motherhood stuff. I see you sharing, you know, the midsides fashion piece, but does she even struggle? Like, yes, of course, right? Of course, because we all do. We don't get away from that. Support for today's episode comes from Loop Earplugs. For so long after having children, I kept wondering why I was easily overwhelmed and felt like an angry mom. The noise from the kids, the dog barking, and the sounds around me from everyday life. But I now understand that I'm not an angry mom and instead my nervous system gets overwhelmed and overstimulated, which is why I've been turning more and more to my loop earplugs to help me stay more regulated and engaged with the family. I'm using Loop Engage to help dampen the sound around me. And these Loop earplugs allow me to still be with every beat and conversation. I still hear Greg. I can still hear the kids. I love that they are so comfortable and they come with eight silicone ear tips to ensure the right fit for you. The best part for me is that I take them everywhere with me. They are proving the test of time and not to mention they're stylish in my ears. Plus, we love the kids versions, which we've been able to take to the movies for our kids. I'm so excited that Loop Earplugs is offering you, my community, a discount so that you too can tackle that overstimulation while still being engaged with the activities and people you love. Visit loopearplugs.com and use my code Loop times Dr. Tracy for 10% off your order. That's L-O-O-P-X-D-R-T-R-A-C-Y for 10% off your order. Support for today's episode comes from ZocDoc. We all know there are things in life we have to compromise on, like the right way to load a dishwasher or whether those socks are going to stay on the floor for a week. Okay, in all seriousness, but when it comes to your mental health, 
there is no compromise. So we don't need to go back to that one therapist or one physician who didn't align with what we need just because they're available right now. We don't need to compromise on the care we need for our overall wellness. Instead, this is where ZocDoc comes in. This is a place where you can find and book hundreds of types of doctors, including therapists, psychologists, and psychiatrists. And you can find someone who will make you feel comfortable, listen to you, and prioritize your well-being. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare hundreds of types of patient-reviewed in-network doctors, including mental health providers, and instantly book appointments with them online. You can search by location, availability, and insurance. Go to ZocDoc.com I-N-Y-S and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. If I needed this app, this is one that I would be going to. That's zocdoccom slash I-N-Y-S and get the care that you need today. Support for today's episode comes from Cozy Earth. You know I am all about caring for ourselves, especially in these busy years with our young kids. We are pulled in so many directions, but I think it's so important for us to find ways to nurture ourselves that require no additional time from us. I should probably let you in on one of my favorite things to do to look after me, and that is to get a good night's sleep on amazing sheets. I am beyond thrilled to bring you Cozy Earth's luxurious bedding products with an exclusive Mother's Day offer just for my listeners. We've got a code. It's SHRINK, S-H-R-I-N-K, for 35% off at CozyEarth.com. Now, I didn't believe it until I tried them, but I firmly stand by my sleep improving with the temperature regulating technology, which adapts to your body's needs. For the past year, I have not slept on any other brand of sheets. Cozy Earth uses the very best fabrics, materials, and wares, offering superior softness for you to sink into at the end of those long days. I look forward to getting into bed, and we've been loving the sheets for over a year and their sleepwear is so unbelievably soft and it's made with such great quality. But the best part is that if you're worried about commitment, enjoy a 100 night sleep trial and a 10 year warranty on all of your purchases. Head over to CozyEarth.com and use promo code SHRINK for an exclusive 35% off and give the luxury she deserves with Cozy Earth. There's this piece in there around the intrusive thoughts that I think is important for us to just identify there. I think of all of the women who come to this podcast who maybe are first-time parents who are entering into the motherhood journey for the first time. And gosh, you know, I think of even my own experience. There's just not enough information. And we spiral into thoughts like, this is only me. It's only happening to me. There's something horribly wrong with me. How did you get to the place where you're like, okay, I need help. Mm. What am I going to do with this? I was having, like I said, with my second, I had a really rough end of pregnancy. I was diagnosed with ICP, which is essentially like liver failure in the end of pregnancy. And uh, I had to be induced. She came early. She was jaundiced. And then she stopped breathing like on her sixth day of life at home. And then I developed um, gestational hypertension. I had to be hospitalized. It was like so many things. And then you add the hormones. And I like, I think I had like a mental break. I remember this is what made me go in. I was standing at my kitchen 
sink and I was doing the dishes and my not even three-year-old at the time, who was just about to turn three, came to me and he was like saying something or yelling or something. And I just screamed at him. And I had this like vision in my head that I grabbed him and threw him. Like I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. But it scared the shit out of me. I was mm-hmm. like, what? I don't want to hurt my kid. And leading up to that, I was having like insane ear. Everything was irritating me. Any noise, any anything that was normal felt so hard for me. It felt so heavy. And did, did you already know I'm, that you were a highly sensitive person at that point? Or did you just discover that after? No. So I discovered all these things about myself after. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't even know I had, I was just diagnosed with mm-hmm. ADHD two years ago. Yes. So, And I, I just want to pause to acknowledge that in the sense that for many women, we know, especially with an ADHD diagnosis, that women's diagnosis, girls' diagnoses are missed growing up because girls learn to, to develop these really good coping strategies and behavioral tools to help them. But then, mm-hmm. and same with the high sensitivity, right? We, or we receive messages growing up, which is stop being so sensitive. You're too sensitive. That's too much. Shut it down, shut it down, shut it down. We like shove mm-hmm. it all the way to the bottom of our toe. And what then happens though, is the load on us becomes too much in parenthood in motherhood. It's too much. And that's then when the systems that we've already developed to be able to cope and function with these parts of us, they just falter. Mm-hmm. It's like the wall comes crumbling down. So mm-hmm. um, I know many women after having children have been diagnosed with ADHD and then discover they're also highly sensitive and or separate situations. I hear women say to me all the time, I do this weekly thing on my Instagram where I say, pull the crowd. So you submit uh, anonymous something. And then people get to vote like I can relate. I can't relate, you know, whatever. And one that really sticks out to me that comes in almost every single week, multiple times is I lost myself in motherhood and Mm. I lost my marriage. I lost my partner. You know, I'm not who I used to be. And I could see why, because especially like me going back to where I was, had I not gotten help, had I not gone in and started antidepressants and started therapy. And for me, truly therapy was what did it for me. Um, I wouldn't know these things about myself. And I like to say, and this is a very optimistic thought, and I know some people are just not in that place to see it this way. I like to say that motherhood made me better. As hard as it was, as hard as it is, I should say, and I have gone through so much mental health, like, I don't even know the word. I've gone through so much mental health drama in the last two years, but I feel like it's because I needed to face the things that I never faced in my 35 Mm. years of life. And it's because I'm a mom. Had I not had my kids and had these insane, like, intrusive thoughts and, you know, all those things led to where I was. And I think also having a platform and being so open about things helped me. I'm never going to come online and share something that I don't know something about. Like, I'm not 
that's so irresponsible. You know this. When you have a platform, people take you seriously. So I think because of that, it led me to like do this for this, you know, Mm -hmm. the research part. And so I think motherhood saved me in a way. And I think it made me better. It made me learn so many things about myself. I'm still learning every day. And every day is different. Like I go through seasons. I was just in such a really good season. And right now I'm in a kind of a hard season. And my marriage and my motherhood right now is just struggling because I am lacking certain things that I know that I need. So yeah, motherhood saved me. I love that you have shared this because I know even for people who maybe even debate about having a child or another child, we can sometimes look at the other side and say, "Mm, that's too hard. Oh, I don't want to do that. And why would I ever want to do that? And, or even I think of parents who are in the thick of it of this is so hard. I've lost myself. I've lost my marriage. I've lost my identity. And it, it really is this like tipping point. And I don't, what chapter are you on in my book? I don't know what chapter. I'm like a quarter way in probably. Okay. You probably haven't gotten to my messiest chapter yet, which is chapter 13. It's uh, probably not. It's my hardest one. And it's hard because I show up in the, the most vulnerable way. And I have a lot of vulnerable feelings around that chapter. But it's an important one um, because I think it just speaks to how we get to this point. And I was actually talking to Greg about this recently, how that moment for me was a moment where I said, I can't keep doing this. And I think, I can't remember, maybe it was Eve Rotsky. It's like your first act of resistance. It was my first act of saying, I have to be different. I have to be different for myself because I'm crumbling. I am this people pleaser. I show up for everybody else and I'm exhausted and I don't know who I am and I don't feel good. I can't keep doing this anymore. And when we yeah. experience that, we we need to, we make a choice. We either, this is a little bit dramatic, but we either fall back to sleep and we kind of go around sleepy or we wake up. And Mm -hmm. when I hear you talking about it and just sitting across from you, I also see you saying the sense of motherhood woke me up. Mm -hmm. I I was awakened by these really hard experiences and I had to make different choices for myself and I don't want to go back there. Yeah. And it's a choice that you have to make every day. I've, I've taken parenting classes and people say, I used to be this way and I'm no longer this way because I did this, this, and this, but that's not the case for me. I'm not all of a sudden healed because Mm. I chose to go to therapy or because I chose to do this. I have to choose every single day to take care of myself and to put in place the things that I know will help me cope because I do have a lot of coping issues. I have a lot of sensory overload. I have, you know, I have all that. And it's not something that like just healed, you know, doesn't go away. And right. And I guess I just, my point here is for people that are listening and that are like, I want to, I want to wake up. Well, yeah, we all do. Right. But it's something that you have to choose every day because it's so easy to just fall back into the dark places. Like I literally just the other day, I was having a really hard mental health day. And one of my triggers, I mean, I have a lot of triggers, but one of my triggers is like scrolling on social media and just consuming too much content and then comparing myself and then I spiral and then I'm not good enough and then I'm irritable with my kids and I was doing that. So I have to, I have to literally say to myself, what are you doing? Put it away. Mm-hmm. Make the choice. 
Yes, I love that. I think we can all relate to that in some way, whether we are content creators or not, in the sense that our phone stimulates us, right? And if we're used to, it's interesting if we even put this in the picture of how we get overstimulated, right? We're overstimulated. So our nervous systems get used to being overstimulated. And then when there's quiet moments, when we know we should do something to help ourselves, we want to stay stimulated. So we go mm-hmm. on our phones. I know a lot of my clients will describe it as doom scrolling. I relate mm-hmm. to you, Nina, in that sense of if I'm on there and I'm scrolling and looking at what others are doing and then I'm comparing myself mm-hmm. and doubting myself and questioning what I'm even doing, right? That yeah. is the stimulation is too much. It's mm-hmm. the, oh gosh, that is, that's the hardest choice of being able to say what I am doing right here isn't helpful. I need to do something different. That takes a lot to do. Yeah. And I tell women that all the time who consume my content because I can be too much for people. There are people that I'm genuinely friends with and care about and I love them, but I have to mute their content because it is not good for my mental health. Not because they're doing anything wrong, but because I'm creating these spiraling scenarios in my head Mm -hmm. of comparison and I think that's one thing we do as women and especially as moms we compare our lives Mm -hmm. to other people's lives and we both know you and I that social media is fake like you see the pretty things like I film my videos for my fashion content and I've shared the like behind the scenes in this tiny little area of my bedroom. It's super cute. There's this like olive tree in my bed. It's so cute. Before I start filming, I shove everything under the bed that you can see, like the cords and there's piles of laundry. I mean, it's it's a mess. Like people don't see that. They see the tiny, really pretty space. And I think that's so important to remember when you're having those comparisons, whether it's about parenting, motherhood, marriage, it's not perfect. Mm. A cute picture of me and my husband doesn't mean that we didn't just have a big fight two days ago. Oh, 100%. Our brains like to fill in information. That's what that's what they do. There's the cognitive task. I can't remember what it's called, but you take out some of the letters and you can still read what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And so that's because our brains are super efficient machines. And so then I look at your content and I see the olive tree. Thank you for inspiring me for mine in my bedroom as well, Nina, (laughs) which is like behind this mess. And I say to my husband, please clear off the dresser. Um, But it's lived in. So, you know, you, you see this snapshot and your brain completes the rest of the story. Her whole room is clean. Her whole house is clean. Her whole mind is tidy. That's just what our brains love to do. And and it's just, it's fascinating though, because I think the problem with that is then we lose, we lose contact with ourselves and then also with other people. People who are listening, if you are kind of tuning in and saying, huh, I am maybe consuming too much. I encourage you to mute the people that you need to. It's okay to take a break. And I don't know about you, Nina, but for me, sometimes all of the parenting posts just become too much. Mm -hmm. I sat with two wonderful people recently back to back on the day talking about parenting our children using conscious, gentle parenting strategies. And I finished the last interview. I just felt that feeling of, 
I'm failing my children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I couldn't see, it took me a while to get out of it, but I couldn't see the things I am doing and mm-hmm. how I am showing up for my kids and how I am being different and how I am breaking cycles. And gosh, it's just so hard. So all that to say, if you're listening, I'm giving you full permission to put things on mute that don't feel good. Yeah. I love that reminder that we have to remember the things that we are doing because it's so much easier to think about the things we're not. And mm-hmm. I know this is so cheesy of me because I, I don't want to say hate, but like, I feel like journaling is so annoying, <laughs> but look at sitting right next to me here is my gratitude journal. I love it. And it was a gift. And I was like, oh, this is lame. I'm not going to do it. And I don't do it every day because I forget. But I'm telling you, it has helped me so much to just like write down the things that I'm good at, the things Mm -hmm. that I'm grateful for. And, you know, if you can't remind yourself verbally, maybe put a sticky note up. Mm -hmm. I, I took this class, this parenting class, and this might help you too. Um, and one of the things she had us do was there was different things we can identify as either like a Royal or something that's grounded. Some people chose a tree. I chose to identify to a Royal because a Royal is someone that moves slow, respects everyone and is calm and collected even in chaos. Hmm. So I chose to be a Royal and my Royal was Queen Maleficent because She's a badass, right? She's a villain turned like good queen. And I feel like I'm the villain sometimes because of my anger and irritability. But I want to be the villain turned to good because I want moms to feel like it's okay to sometimes feel like you're the villain. You don't have to always be the queen. Um, That's whatever, the good queen. <laughs> but anyways, Long story short, I have a sticky note that says Queen Maleficent and a crown on my kitchen cabinet that I see all the time. I'm always in my kitchen. So anytime I lay eyes on it, I kid you not, I do the somatic exercise where I I feel my tension. Where is it in my body? I take a deep breath and I relax. And it just kind of helps me reset wherever I am in that moment, whether I need it or not. But yeah, that's my little advice for moms put a sticky note up that reminds you like you're such a good mom you're a queen you touched on so many important things and I always see my clients initial reaction when I say what if we were to do a little journaling around this because truth and and I'll say it too uh you want me to journal and you know every time when I finally get over my ego and I do it it feels good it's me processing another layer inside of me and then I also really respect for many people that it's not something they're willing to do right now but I love the being able to use a sticky note and Mm -hmm. for people who do have sticky notes up don't forget to move it or rewrite it out again because our brains get salient to it Mm -hmm. we want to keep seeing it so I'm gonna have to think of what what I am Am I a tree? I always use trees as analogy in therapy. They get to move, right? I'm allowed to change. Yeah. And your roots like mm-hmm. can expand and mm-hmm. yeah. And that that's the analogy I use with couples as well is it's, you know, we have our own roots and experiences from before meeting each other. We want to firmly ground ourselves. We're going to be two separate tree trunks and our choice each day is to grow our tree branches together. And mm-hmm. that's a choice we make. And when I think actually sitting with you, if 
gosh, was it two years back now? The first time I remember you talking about you and Tom approaching some huge changes in your relationship because Mm of parenthood, because of your business. It's coming on two years now that Tom, he was a carpenter, union carpenter, and he uh, quit that job, came to work with me. um, And then since then has kind of started his own business. But my business is definitely like the main business in the family. And it's funny because I'm thinking about the chapter in your book. I feel like it was put into my life in the moment that I needed it for a reason. And I do believe in that stuff. Like I feel like things happen for a reason. Tom and I had a really big argument. And just to give some context to your listeners here, um, Tracy is referring to when Tom and I first started working together, we were struggling. We were like, how do we do this? Like we're, we're married. How do we date? We see each other every day. A lot of things changed. And since then, I don't know if you know this, we're in therapy Mm -hmm. since then. Okay. Um, And we had bought a lake house this past summer and it was the very first weekend we were going to go up to our lake house. And just before that, um, weekend, we had gotten into a pretty big argument that week and it was, it carried a lot of tension through the week and we had therapy on a Friday and we were on our way right after therapy. Tom and I were on our way to go up to the lake house. We didn't have the kids with us. We were just going to paint and like get it ready. And our therapist gave us an assignment on what to do and whatever. And I remember we had no service, no cell phone service, no Wi-Fi, nothing. So I was like, what do I do? And I had your book with me and I start reading your book and I'm in the part in the, I think it's towards the beginning where you talk about the couple where the, I don't remember the names, but where the woman is the breadwinner or the what did you call it? I'm Mary Herner. She's that's Emily and Matt. You were talking about how he felt like he could never do anything good enough. Oh, like this is Lydia. This is Lydia and Sam. Yes. I, I mean, I feel like I could relate to. I, I related to. Yes, everyone. of course. The one that really stood out to me was because Tom brings up. Tom's my husband. Brings up in therapy often how he feels like no matter how much he does it's never good enough it's never up to my standard and like I never thought about it like that because I was like whatever you're being dramatic and then I read it in your book and then I was like okay wait other people feel this too like he's not just being dramatic Mm -hmm. so I remember reading that part in your book and I was like I was hooked because it literally felt like my life and it felt so relatable and I asked Tom to listen to the book he's not a reader so he's gonna listen Mm -hmm. to it on audio but anyways Tom and I yeah when we talked last we were just kind of trying to navigate this Mm -hmm. new adventure of working together and we still are things are better but it's a lot and you know like yeah so for the listener if you don't know Greg and I are in business together and when the pandemic hit we did a 180 in our life And Greg became the person who stayed at home with the kids during those times of lockdown. We tried to make it work where he was still in his career and I was seeing clients, but it was impossible to do that. And then after him being home with the kids, the kids went back to school and he joined, well, we incorporated and 
we have our, mm. our business together. And so we have multiple businesses together and we have multiple layers. And there are definitely really challenging parts of how do we set boundaries around business talk and relationship? Mm. How do we separate hard feelings? How do we, you know, how do we even be our two separate people and bring in our strengths around this while at the same time, um, you know, noticing that we approach things differently and have different expectations and needs and wishes. And it's really hard to navigate. Mm -hmm. There's a dynamic shift too around, I think, our society around how men feel with who's the primary earner because of the societal messaging that it should be men. And that mm -hmm. that's what I touched on with Lydia and Sam in the book. Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you, you're obviously an expert in this and you counsel people through this stuff. Tom and I are not. We we go to therapy and it's it, it's a big work in progress. And we're just trying to figure out, we're still trying to figure out like how to set the boundaries around when are we a couple? When are we parents? When are we in business? And you mm. know, with your social media platform, it's extremely easy to be on 24 seven. So like it's, it's yeah. It's so, and and you slip into it. Like you can get out of it, but you slip into it and it it happens without you even realizing it. So how did you guys set that boundary with you being a therapist? Does he ever yeah. think like, oh God, now you're just using psychology on me? Like, does he ever feel yeah. that? No, no. And you know, it's funny. Um, some of his friends or colleagues used to be like, Oh, you know, does she psychoanalyze you? <laughs> No, it's, we're not like that. But but has Greg learned about therapy and how our early childhood impacts what we do today and the boundaries we need to set and how we need to express and feel our emotions and the cycle of anxiety and avoidance? Yes, he's learned that as a byproduct of being married to a couples therapist and psychologist. But we have had to do... So first of all, when you are in business together... Uh, prioritize your marriage and business meetings. You get that flexibility, but only you get to do it. So I think it's really easy for us to go on autopilot and business kids, business kids, business kids. And then, then we start to throw in the self, right? So mm -hmm. I know for you and also for myself, as our kids are getting older, it's like, look, I can do things for myself, mm -hmm. right? We Before we jumped on, we talked about me being at the Hello Sunshine event. And I know you have traveled for some exciting collabs with Ari as well. And you've been to different events. So we're, we're starting to find our own identities again. So then oftentimes, I think, especially this kind of trying to do this business piece together is then we're trying to find our identities. And now we need to also put back in the priority of the relationship. You have such a gift of being in business together, which means you can schedule your weeks as soon as the kids are out the door, if that's what happens. You can have that meeting first thing, or you have the couple time to connect before having to go into a week of things. And then we've also gotten really good at just being able to say, is this on fire right now? Is our business on fire? If not, can we park this for the next day? And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, but it really is this we have to nurture the other parts. And parents know this as well. You can't go on date night and talk about the kids the whole time. You have to talk about the other pieces of who you are. Um, you can't be in business and only talk about business all the time. Mm -hmm. You've got to find the other stuff. Yeah, I think that's 
I'm curious to hear what you have to say about this, but something we're struggling with is like having conversations Mm -hmm. with each other that Mm -hmm. aren't like we used to just be, you know, you think back on when when you used to date, you were young and wild and free and you're like, oh my God, we had so much fun. We talked about everything. And like, now I'm like, what should we talk about? Mm-hmm. we need to buy some conversation cards like right it just right, feels like, right but there's the other piece of that is sometimes I just don't want to talk I just want silence <laughs> yeah okay so there's both okay so first let's remove our egos that we don't need support in some way I love that you and Tom have entered into couples therapy and I wish more people would say let's go to couples therapy because you know what we want to be better not because we're heading for the divorce papers but because we want to feel mm-hmm. better and we can do that together and it's so cool to be able to learn more about each other and build these tools and strategies that's one piece also don't feel like you're above cards get the cards it's okay yeah. because you know, and I, I saw this really beautiful interaction between clients recently where, you know, it's like, he's like, I don't know how to do this. And she's like, because it wasn't modeled to you and it wasn't taught. And it's just one of those pieces for many of us. We don't know what it means to go from everyday conversations to actually, and for listeners, I'm bringing my hand down to like deepen the intimacy and to ask like inside stuff. And Nina, you're, you know, I had a smile when you started to share this because I'm thinking of so many of the women I work with who say to me, uh, this is awkward. We went on a date. I didn't even know what to talk about. Like we, it was just so weird. And yeah, because you have spent the last how many years focused on your little guys, Mm -hmm. you know, it just little guys, girls, little people, little, little kids, but you know, of course, right? Like it's, it's hard. It doesn't mean it's not possible, though. And I think that's the difference. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if I I don't think I ended up sending this to you, but it was one of the motivations for why I created one of my most popular downloads right now, which is a hundred questions to deepen your connection. Yeah, Greg and I, send, yeah. yeah, I did send it to you. Greg and I took it on our date night. We tested out the questions ourselves um, and we took it on a date night back in May. I guess this was last year. Um, and we had fun. We asked each other two questions, but it kind of opened up this whole, right? And then you start to feel like, hey, we've changed, but we still have this sense of knowing together. And that yeah. I think is exciting. What if you have a partner though, that's not like, I can talk all day. <laughs> <laughs> My husband is more just quiet and he's not, mm-hmm. he's a deep thinker. I can tell mm-hmm. because he... I can tell he's a deep thinker just by the way he acts, but he's not a verbalizer, mm-hmm. which takes so what, a lot, right? Because it's yeah. to actually verbalize what's going on inside of you. It does take a lot to put it outside. Sometimes, mm-hmm. Nina, that's even about um, being able to just put the question out there and see what shows up. And if they don't have much to answer, move on. The challenge, though, is then we start to spiral in our heads. Do you don't want to tell yeah. me? Am I not interested? Do you not do you not care about me? You don't want to tell me what you're thinking? Come on, you have to like tell me. Like there must be something going on in there. And then that pressure just like makes our partners yeah. coil even more. Yeah, it does. It definitely. You're right. It definitely makes me insecure to not get that same. It almost feels like a one sided. Like I'm putting the effort in here. Where he, you know what he did? Like he does things so different than me. I'm a verbal, like, I will compliment people. He was down here right before this episode. 
he had a meeting and I came down here and my office lights were on. My heater was on. He did all that. Like he, he did these things for me to get ready for my interview. And I was like, that was so thoughtful of him. So I have to remember that he does these things, even though I, sometimes I wish he would just be verbal. I did. I did recently learn about myself that I have like a, an avoidant anxious attachment. And like one of my toxic traits from that is I always thought I was a my love language is words of affirmation, but turns out that's just a trauma response and I need people to reassure me all the time. Ah. So that's a whole nother. Okay, so the, there, there's the connection <laughs> there, right? Because my, my question was going to be, well, and not for us to go to the therapy space, but in, in the sense of, so what, what does it give you? And, and this is, listeners can ask themselves this. So what does it give you when your partner emotionally connects with you? And then what you're looking for from them you've got to start giving it to yourself. It doesn't, right? So if you're looking for that reassurance, so if if my husband comes to me with their deepest secret, it means they really trust me and love me. And it's the reassurance that I'm here with them. That's what you have to start giving to yourself. Because this is the loop we get stuck in as we choose our partners. And you know, we don't have to stay with our partners. More and more today, people are making that decision. But when you choose your partner and you're choosing to stay together, you also have to accept who they are. There were mm -hmm. parts about them before that you were really drawn to. But then we start wanting all of the other things leading us to say, I didn't sign up for this. Note the book. <laughs> but the, it's, you know, this piece of like, how can I give this to myself? without continuing to ask them to change. And that's different if he were never connecting with you in the ways he knows how to. And then when we loop this into the journaling piece, now here's a chance for you to get out that notepad and write out, or it's on your phone, write the note section, and you write out, he goes to my office and turns on all the lights. And so in those moments where you're like, he doesn't deeply connect with me. Is he even here with me? You seeking that reassurance, you go to that notepad and you see that list because in that moment, our brains can't do it. Our brains start to just seek the reassurance, right? You're saying that's the trauma response from growing up. Go to the notepad. <sighs> okay, I can ground myself in this. The other loop of this, Nina, is then you go back upstairs and you say to Tom, that was really special that you did that for me. I'm just acknowledging because that closes the loop of the behavior that we want to see. And you know mm -hmm. what? Then he feels good and close and seen with you. Yeah. And that's the thing about me. I will do that because I'm a very verbal person. Like I will call out everything like with my kids and everything. Like I love that you and your sister are playing so nice together. That makes me so happy. You know, I will always compliment the good things. And I am just recently learning in, ther in couples therapy about my anxious attachment, avoidant, whatever. I don't, I don't know. I'm <laughs> all over the board with that. But I'm just learning about how I always thought it was just my love language. But really, it's so much deeper. My mm -hmm. need for that reassurance is so much deeper than just a love language and um, something that I didn't have as a child. And now that I'm, you know, I'm looking for it in other places. So I love that idea of putting it in my phone, though. Just like writing it down and being able to look back. Um, I'm it's those cues. It's those reminders that we need, especially because 
in relationships, we don't get out of being in those hard moments. Stressors show up. The kids overstimulate you. The work demand piles up. Um, we just don't get away from that. Nina, I could talk to you all day. And I'm just so, I just want to sink into this feeling of gratitude here with you for you openly sharing about you, about your experiences with your own mental health and also your experiences in your relationship and what it means to be in business with your husband and also to hit these challenging moments. I'm so grateful for you opening up here with us and having this conversation with me. Of course. And thank you so much, Tracy, for having me and letting me share my personal life with you guys. I hope that it resonated in some way and that you feel less alone. Nina, where can people find you? So I'm on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Balkanina, B-A-L-K-A-N-I-N-A. And then my website is balkanina.com. And I also have a podcast called Mama Knows Podcast, where I interview experts like Tracy on topics from anything that are self-care, self-love, motherhood, parenting, marriage, friendships, all the things. And I have all the links in the show notes. Thank you so much, Nina, for joining us. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us on today's episode. I absolutely loved how Nina was so willing to talk about the challenges that she experiences. And I think something that really rings true for me, and of course, for those who have read my book know this, is that we don't get to go through life without struggling in some way. And that the more we try to push away our struggles, the more pain and suffering we end up experiencing. And it's just so important for us to acknowledge our pain and then to also find ways to cope through that. Don't forget to like, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Also, did you know you can submit your questions to be answered here on the podcast? You can do this on my website, drtracyd.com forward slash podcast. I love getting your questions and answering them here. And if you haven't yet, be sure to check out some of my resources to help you experience something different in your relationship. You can check out my 100 questions to help you deepen your connection. It is free along with my free masterclass to help you learn how to repair with your partner after the fight. And of course, my most meaningful piece over the last 12 months that has come out is my book called I Didn't Sign Up for This. And if you are listening to this in January, you are just in time to join me for my More Than Roommates Challenge. This is a actionable not going to take you a lot of time, but it's going to have big impact challenge. So I've got the link in the show notes. I hope you will join me. It's also on my website, drtracyd.com. The last time I ran the roommate challenge, there were so many powerful changes for people who showed up to the challenge and I just couldn't wait to run it again. So I hope you will join me for that challenge. We start February 1st. You don't want to miss this. All right. Until next time, take good care of you and I will see you next week. Remember, this podcast is for educational purposes only and does not substitute for the care from a licensed mental health care provider.
What's up, guys? I'm Gabrielle Stone, host of FML Talk. After being love-bombed, married, and cheated on, trust me, I've got some perspective on love, heartbreak, trauma, and healing. FML Talk has become weekly therapy for my listeners, where I give you a safe space to heal with, of course, a few F-bombs thrown in. Fun girl talk episodes, solo episodes that will guide you on your healing journey, and guests with stories that will leave your jaw on the floor. Grab a cocktail and come hang with me every Wednesday on FML Talk.